The following program is brought to you in living color on NBC. She's an Olympic champion. He is a two-time Olympian. Together, they're figure skating royalty. Turned NBC commentators. And now, they're pop culture icons. But more importantly, they're best friends. NBC presents Tara and Johnny. Here's Tara Lipinski and Johnny Weir. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Welcome to the Tara and Johnny podcast. We're so excited you're all joining us. Hey, honey. Hi. Johnny. How are you? What's Debbie doing? Well, you know what? I was just thinking about that. Okay, guys. So we have this thing. Yeah, Tara we should I, probably we tell them. We'll tell the whole story because I feel like you and I are so exclusionary and we're all about inside jokes <laughs> that we should like let people in on some things. So what's that's Debbie like doing? how we so Johnny. Sorry, I'm already off base here. But yeah. um, Johnny speaks fluent Russian. And my goal, I took Russian for three months, didn't learn a thing. But our goal is, you know, to speak the same language other than English so we can just walk around and speak Russian and (laughs) nobody knows (laughs) what we're talking about. Okay, back to the original story. Back to the original story. So we are in Sochi at the Olympics and Dubby is Tara's dog, Dublin. So we're in Sochi. It's our first Olympics and we were still pretty new in commentary and, and commentating as a team. And something that's really like a push button issue when you're talking about sports on television is that you have to be very um, non-partial. So instead of saying we or us when referring to the United States or Americans or America, we have to say the Americans or the American or the American team. We can never say we or us. You say our team. You can't do that. Yeah. At it's, all. It's a big no-no. I mean, we it's pretty much the first thing you learn. And going into Sochi, we were new together, but I had been doing it for a few years. I knew that I, I really was aware not to say that. <laughs> we're on air one night, and someone comes afterwards and says, you know, and gives us feedback and says, ah. Which Tara, we love. We love feedback. We, do. we love statistics. We love knowing how many new viewers we have. Right. We love all of that. So, so we love a feedback. So they're like, Tara Johnny, you said us and we a few times. And I looked at Johnny and I was like, we did not. The so, hell we did. So we like nod our heads and like, okay, okay. And I was like, we walked away and Johnny's like, we did not say that. <laughs> <laughs> and I knew we didn't say it, but I was like paranoid at that point. So I'm like, I'm going to call my mom. <laughs> and I'm going to so, be like, mom, did you watch? And she's like, no. And, no, I I hate watching yeah, ice skating. Mommy hates, hates it. it. So she's like, I taped it, though. And I was like, oh, could you go back and just listen? And she's like, you want me to go back through a three-hour broadcast and listen if you or Johnny say we or us? She's like, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> so then Tara calls her dad. And asked the same thing. Asked the same thing. <laughs> Get and, the and same he answer. W- he got the same answer. He was not into rewatching it. So Tara says, "Well, what's Dubby doing?" So Dubby is the is the Can dog. Dubby watch it. Can Dubby go back and watch and see if we said we or our? So, so that's our inside joke. So all the time, it's what's Dubby doing? What is Dubby doing? <laughs> so something really sweet that's happened, honey, that you did was you invited me to be your bridesman. I sure did. <laughs> and it was the sweetest thing. You had that custom mug. It was our picture on it. Coffee, like just beautiful things that I would love. Did you notice and, I added sparkles just for your yeah, for your mug? You needed it. I mean, it was I knew it was coming like I'm not, you know, tooting my own horn, but I knew I would be somehow involved in your special day. Obviously. And, you know, I posted this beautiful coffee mug that you'd sent me, and I do drink my coffee out of it every day. And the cutest thing was that Tara was like, will you be my bridesman? And 
thinking through it, like nothing in our world is strange. Like when you change like bridesmaid to bridesman, it's still kind of a new concept for people. But for me, it's kind of like, eh, well, what else am I going to be called? Right, so, right. <laughs> mother of the bride, I can't because Pat's <laughs> going to be there. So um, I posted it and everything was crazy. And then... Um, it was People funny. Magazine, People Magazine picked it up. But yeah. yeah, the knot like they were really into your little idea. But what still is funny to me is that there are things that are so taboo because, you know, I live on the East Coast. You live on the West. And there's like a whole big section of country in the middle that isn't quite as progressive, you know, culturally as as the East and the West. I mean, of course, you have the big cities and stuff. But for the most part, like asking a guy to stand on the bride's side still might be a little bit taboo in, in some parts of the world and some parts of our country. It countries. just makes so much sense, though. It's so silly that it, it hasn't been done this way. I mean, think about it. When, when In the past, I feel like a lot of people will put, so say I wanted you in the party, I'd put you on Todd's side? Like, that's so strange. Like, that's you need so to strange. be... I barely know him. <laughs> yeah, you're mine. <laughs> and I am <laughs> proud of it. And you stand on my side, not his. <laughs> I certainly will. I still, I'm really into figuring out what color I'm going to wear. Because, like, I, honey, I have to get a custom outfit made. Because I know. Because you told we me need what you to, me to look like. Yes. We need to talk about it. We need to start that. I've obviously started a few things of wedding planning. It's very stressful. Um, I was definitely that bride that was like, <laughs> I, you know, I work on live television. I can go with the flow. Nothing matters. <laughs> now I'm like, it all what? Matters. What color is the invitation? I think the outline <laughs> should be gold, not green. You know, like this is, this is nuts. But um, the one you're having th- to corral like hundreds of guests and moving parts though, and make it all perfect. Like when it's just you and you're doing something live, and it's like a live event, which your wedding is, and it will be. Um, you have to rely on people that aren't used to being live. <laughs> right, right. Doing the right thing. So it's a lot of pressure. It is. And, I, you know, the one thing that has gone smoothly was the wedding dress process. So I went and I went with my mom and my maid and matron of honor, Allie and Chelsea. And I thought that this was going to be, you know, Johnny, we talked about this. I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to wear. I, you know, these big, long dresses. I'm tiny. What am I going to do? Like, I'm never going to find one that I like. And we went the very first day. And um, before I went, I called. I was like, do you have Reem Akra? Because I am obsessed. Like, I love her. Well, and, we all are obsessed yes. with Reem Akra. And they're like, no, we don't usually carry her. But funny enough, there was a trunk show like last week. And we have a few of her dresses there. So we go. I pull a ton of dresses. And you know how, um, like, when you go, they just put these big clamps on your back. So you have to just, like, get the idea because it's, like, a sample size. So I tried on, like, four different dresses at first. I had the Remockers set aside. I was going to do them last. And these (laughs) first dresses, I mean, literally just the clamp, I just looked like a poof of white. And I was like, oh, my God, like, I can't even see what this is going to look like. And then I... I like tried on three of Reem's dresses and they were, you know, uh, she had a uh, trunk show. So they were size two. I put them on. It was like they were mine. I was like, should I should I take all three? <laughs> like, This is it. I and can change. <laughs> I was like, I love this. So I thought, you know, it's definitely got to be Reem. And then we reached out and she is the most amazing woman. She's like, I would be honored to like custom design your wedding dress. I literally fell on the floor like I am rarely speechless, but I was like, I I'll be there. <laughs> and like when I went there, I was so nervous. You know, nothing really makes me nervous. Like I was so shaky. Like I just stared at her. She was probably like, what is your problem? But who is this freak? <laughs> it's been a really fun process just seeing her sketches and 
I'm in good hands. So it's it's one of those things where I'm like, ah, oh, the wedding dress that that's checked off the list. You know so. what? Honestly, the pictures are what's going to last forever. People are going to get so drunk, they're not going to remember like little details like flowers and things like that. You'll remember. Right. But these photographs of your dress and what you have on are going to last forever and they're going to run all over the world. <laughs> like that's going to be, that'll be the image and also probably me lifting Todd Cap at the, right. at the you know, I'm, I'm looking to where I fit into the special day because I've been included. And the worst thing you can do is include me because I really try and <laughs> micromanage. So I'm glad I'm <laughs> no, not No, but I love that because when you, I mean, that's the thing. Like we work as a team and when you're like on the lookout, like you notice everything, you fix everything. Like, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I remember when we went to the Oscars and my dress, because it was a longer dress, and I was, like, taking a picture, and I look over, and you're, like, staring at me. I'm like, oh, God, do (laughs) I have something on my face? And you're like, hold on, please. And you, like, slowly moved around, and you, like, fixed my dress. And I was like, you're always watching out for me. Oh, I certainly am. And it was rainy that day, and you were wearing white. Like, there was just a lot of moving parts to that Oscar day. Do you remember that day? We were, like, in an alley, and we were both in white. It was raining, and I, like, had my skirt up, like, over my head, walking in, like, heels that were killing me. Oh, yeah. And it was, like, a day like no other. And we um, we had just gotten back from Sochi, and we obviously enjoyed, like, a great level of success for our broadcasting in Sochi. And um, we, we did great. And we got back and were invited to all these fantastic things. And the Oscars was the first thing. There was a big deal made about it in the press and stuff. But what we didn't know uh, was that you have, like, a certain window when, when the um, – there's like an hour when all of the on-air talent, like us and Juliana Rancic and Kelly Osborne, when those people that work on television and give you live red carpet stuff, you have one hour to walk the carpet. And we were late, obviously. And um, we had like five minutes to do our pictures for the red carpet because we didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> so there was a lot that had to happen. And you and I do that a lot. We look at each other, and I think we both have a very distinct gaze that we look at each other with when something is wrong (laughs) when i look like pure clown or when we have those tara and i both get these um smile lines because we smile when we talk a lot and um and in tv makeup like and tv makeup sitting in your face all day long just gross and we always notice that with smile lines puff it out (laughs) yes Or like you know when you get a box of crayons and you've got the lipstick on the tooth. (laughs) Yes. Or when we get tired, I feel like I have less tact, and the closer we get, like I will just say whatever. And I remember in Rio, we were tired day after day. We were doing these long. I mean, the hours were long because you'd wake up, and then Ryan Seacrest would be at like four in the morning. And I remember when you start cursing is when I know you're tired. (laughs) And I remember looking over at you. I'm like Johnny, your makeup is all wrong. Too, too much. Were... I hate it. <laughs> I wouldn't accept that from anyone but you. <laughs> but no, there are sometimes that I just look treacherous. Like I just look like an old mermaid hooker that somebody mermaid threw hooker. on the rocks. <laughs> oh my goodness. So Johnny, I yes. went to the beach this weekend. It was 95 degrees. Gross. Guess what I brought? Um, probably your diff eyewear. I sure did. Right? And I brought both of them. And then you know what happened? <laughs> what happened? My friends liked them and they thought I was being greedy for bringing two. So they stole a pair. No, they didn't. I thought you took a pair for your eyes and a pair for your nipples. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, here in the freezing east, it's not really frozen yet, but they're equally good, the diff eyewear, for seeing the falling and changing autumn leaves. 
So, you know, Diff is awesome because they, they donate a pair of glasses, medical glasses, for those who don't have immediate access to medical services in the, you know, eye category. So every pair that we buy, then someone in a country that, that needs them gets a pair, which I think is awesome, which, which is, is the best part of Diff. And, well, and also what's pretty good is that they're 50 or $75 instead of the three to $400 ones that we usually like because they're fashionable. But these yeah. are fashionable. so They're perfectly fashionable. I think it's awesome. So a seriously great brand, great product. Check them out at diffeyewear.com and use the code TJDIFF to get 15% off the already super reasonable price. We promise you'll enjoy them. If you love us, you'll love Diff Eyewear. What else well, has been new? Uh, well, you know what? I've been going through a move. And I just... I'm that person. I'm not by any means like a traveling band. Like, I'm a cancer. I love having a home base. But, you know, I went to, I, I moved to North Jersey for, you know, about 10 years. And I lived there because I was training to go to the Olympics there. And it was awesome to live just outside New York. Then a few years ago, through some personal stuff, I had to kind of leave the area. So I came back down to the greater, greater Philadelphia area and was, you know, near my parents and they were a great support system. And then last year I tried to move back to New Jersey and it just, I moved to right there on the Gold Coast in Edgewater and um, it, it just didn't suit me. It was too transient because I'm, I'm country and I'm a homebody. So like all of that movement and all of that hustle and bustle really is grating on me and drives me crazy. So I got another place in the greater Philadelphia area near my parents. And, and um, you know, I have friends and family up near New York, but, you know, it's better to be, like, with my my inner circle of family. Right, so, right. Um, just being down here. And I travel so much. Like, last uh, – well, anyway, to get to the story, I um, <laughs> am moving again. And um, I have stayed in the, the home that I got rid of actually today. Um, I stayed in it a total of 10 nights in the last year. So – it just didn't make sense to me to have that place and, and to have all of my things. I love like a jewel box sort of house that I can take care of and Windex and vacuum. Like no greater joy in the world than Windexing right. something. Um, but I've been like moving out of there. a porcelain rhino. A porcelain, porcelain polar bear. I am busy. <laughs> I'm busy. I am Windexing my porcelain polar bear. Please move the call to an hour from now. Um <laughs> So, yeah, that's how I like to roll at home, and I never get to be home, so why have a home? Um, so, basically, I'm living out of a storage unit at the moment. You know but, what's funny? I'm going to interject here again because yeah. this is what I love to do. When we are late for our, like, group phone calls or conference calls, like, in my head when you're not on it and you're like, oh, I'm sorry, guys. I was, like, two minutes late. In my head, I just, like, I go through this thing, and it's like a movie, and I see you at home, like <laughs> – in your baseball cap and with like Windex in one hand and like one of the like shimmy shammy things in the other, like Windexing your polar bear, like a hundred percent. That's what I envisioned. I would say 78% of the time I'm lying when I say I'm late for a certain reason. And that is what I'm doing. Also, I like to vacuum before I leave the house. So when I come back, there are lines in the oh, I love lines. Of carpet. Love I love the love lines. lines. You know what I've been doing? Um, day drinking. <laughs> Maybe um. <laughs> via your social media, because you and I can't talk anymore, as we established last week, because we give our stories away too soon. I know. Right. So I've been, <laughs> I've been fall decorating. 
Ooh. So I, you, you know, I love the holidays. I get real excited. So like the first day that it wasn't like 75 and it was like 72, I was like, well, it's fall. Time to pull out <laughs> fall harvest. So <laughs> I have boxes and you know I'm nuts. So I have them yeah. color coordinated. So they're like the orange and um, black tops for like Halloween. And that's where all of my fall decorating is stored. And I pulled everything out. I went to Bath and Body Works and ordered, I'm not kidding, 22 candles because I love them so much. Anybody out there, the strongest scent. I used to do every other candle and I was like, I never smell it. This candle, everyone comes in and is like, oh, that smells good. And that makes me so happy. I get like such a rush when someone notices my candle. is it like these high fructose corn syrup, pumpkin spice, like basic girl things? <laughs> like these Johnny, pumpkin I'm as basic as it comes. Okay. <laughs> I, I you know am... what? I, I call BS on that one because you are not basic. <laughs> but there are some funny, like mall rat, like Jersey girl things. Things that, that I love. I mean, do. pumpkin cupcake. Le- what my favorite <laughs> one is leaves. But they have, <laughs> they have pumpkin cupcake, pumpkin cheesecake. I put those in the kitchen. And then leaves and pumpkin spice and um, cider lane, all those go throughout the house. I mean, they're all over in every bathroom. This is ridiculous. Two in the kitchen. It smells so amazing. And then I put out like a fall arrangement on the table. And there's pumpkin things. I, I'll send you pictures. But I do the whole house. And um, what's funny is my mom, you know, she is like she just has like a gift when it comes to anything inside the home, like decorating. She is like well, I remember Mar- your your New York home. I mean, it was outrageous. The Christmas decorations. Oh, like- yeah. <laughs> I mean, we go all out. But my mom so can touch it. And it just is like perfect. You know, like you do a flower arrangement. It's perfect. I struggle. So like this all started, too, because my mom's in, in South Carolina. She sent me pictures of all the things she's done. And they're beautiful. They're like out of a magazine. So I was like, I can do that. Johnny, the first day I had to start crying, I had to FaceTime her and I was like, tell me what I'm doing wrong. Why do all the stems not lay the right way? Why are they so high? Why is my thing lopsided? Like I was so upset. Well, and you just get to the point where you break it over your knee because you're so upset. <laughs> I'm like, I hate it. I hate this. <laughs> um, but no, I've been really into that. Chelsea, my friend, um, and I baked some pumpkin cinnamon rolls and it was a hit because usually anything I bake or cook is terrible and nobody eats it or touches it and Todd's like uh-huh and this Thank time I'm glad everyone I'm loved it so well well done but I, I mean know. it's 95 degrees out there it's hard to like feel autumn harvest I'm when doing it it's okay when you're in LA <laughs> I'm into it <laughs> You know what, guys? When we come back, we're going to talk more of fall harvest. We're going to talk about Christmas in Australia and possibly (laughs) the plastic containers that hold toothbrushes. Be right back. This fall, NBC presents Must See TV Sunday, and America will get mad and not lose hope. Mad About You and Hope and Gloria will be on Must See TV Sunday this fall on NBC. And we're back. Johnny, one thing I'm very excited about, and I'm counting down the days, you're coming to L.A. I'm coming to Los Angeles. Mommy's making the trek (laughs) cross-country. Kind of to see you, but to work a lot. Right. We're going to be working (laughs) together, which is funny. We're doing Hollywood game night, okay? Which we're both alums of. We've both done it, but separately. Right. And I've done it twice. I've lost twice. It's actually embarrassing how bad I am at this. Like, 
Well, it's like uh, parlor games. Right. But there's, sec- you know, you do it in these like categories and you have like at least six different games you play. I didn't do like I didn't even get a point for any of them both times I've been on the show. So the I only kind of, reason I I've can do this it. is you. And we have to be on the same team. People don't understand that if we're on a different team, like it's not funny. It's not cute. It's not competitive. <laughs> it's just sad. Like I well, go quiet. <laughs> I'm just well, like, I don't I don't want to do this. Here's the thing. Like, you and I can't compete against each other because we're both so competitive. And the minute that I, like, click the switch, like when I stabbed you in fencing in Brazil, <laughs> yeah. as soon as I click that switch, My feelings all I get see hurt in front of and I face, start crying. I see an incoming warrior and all I have to do is kill. Like, that's how my mental state changes when I'm competing. So I had – when you go on these TV shows and stuff, there's always a pre – call with a producer or you know somebody that's involved to kind of like even before talk shows so that they know what you want to talk about what you want to push right. what they want to push and if they have like a skit or something fun they want to do so i had a call last week with the producer of hollywood game night just to kind of talk about you and i and what we're into and i was like you know what i'm going to tell you this if you guys are having us on the same show so that we can be funny and sweet you best put us on the same side the same team right. because otherwise we both shut down we don't like give dirty looks. We don't egg no. each other on. Like we're not going to sit on opposite couches and like say, nanny, nanny, poo, poo. No. We're going to shut down and we're going to like leave. We're going to walk out. We're going to purposely be out in the first round. What's so funny is I think people, a lot of times they try to do this. Like I think because we are like this team and, and always good together that they think that maybe there's something there that they can like bring out in us and be competitive. And it just never happens. Like something inside of me, like I... If we were on different teams, I'd be like, oh, my God, that was so great, Johnny. Like, I just feel like I can't there with you. I cannot do it. So it's like so bad. I, I mean, was just like, if you want us to sit across from each other and give sad puppy dog eyes and not interact with the rest of our team, a real good way to do We are not mature. We are not adults. No. Think this we, is like you're separating us in like sixth grade. OK, we this don't is like how being upset separated. we're going to get. Like Tara was upset enough on an American Airlines flight from Brazil <laughs> yes. when we were sitting next to each other in business class, like center row, like the formations, two seats, two seats, two seats. There are two seats in the middle, which I love because you can get up and pee whenever you want. But there was a partition between our seats. Yep. Like that was bad enough for Tara to completely shut down. Completely. I was over it. I, I was, was like, upset. I hate this flight. It's going to take forever. She was like, I would rather ride a donkey from Brazil back to California. <laughs> if we're on the same donkey. <laughs> but, you know, I really had to throw it down. I was like, you're not like we we're babies. Like we move people at functions to sit next to each other at dinners. Like, yes. <laughs> like it's not a joke <laughs> it's, it's really not like it's really uncomfortable when we have to sit far away because we always have something funny to say yes but we can only say it to each other because most of the time it's either condescending <laughs> or mean <laughs> oh, man. So, so with that said i'm really excited to come to la you know i love it for a few days la is an awesome place but i'm super east coast in my mentality like i could never live out there just because it's too laid back right to california yeah, you're just for not me. you're just not a cali guy no and like i love seeing it i love a good eat out there i love some of the fashion pools and the bigger stores like it's interesting to go for a few days but i would you know i would live in japan or russia before i would live <laughs> in california that's just my Which feeling so it's terrible because like i'm just you love you it. know i i like it i like the weather i'm more of an east coast person i miss new york so much but, I but just, as soon as it gets gray. Yeah, I'm that person that needs to travel with one of those, like, um, lamps. 
because of seasonal <laughs> depression. The minute it gets cloudy, I'm just like, turn on all the lights. Oh, you would hate it today. It's blustery. It's a bit chilly. It's gray. The leaves are starting to fall because apparently I learned on the news the other day because I watch the news when I'm home and I have time for that. Um, aside from, you know, the country being in complete disarray and everything is falling apart, Apparently, the trees are also stressed, and they will lose their leaves quite early this year because they've been stressed with the heat of the summer, and it's going to get cold real quick. Mm. So you would hate it. But um, Johnny, want- you know it's a great story we should talk about. I got a uh, text from you about a love note, and I think the viewers oh, or listeners, not so viewers, now. would really appreciate the story. All right. So <laughs> this is you know, to, to lay it out on the line. It's been a long time since I felt the touch of a man, like a long, (laughs) long, like unhealthy, like I probably took a vow one night and didn't realize it. Like it's been a long time. So I've taken to like getting my kicks by like lightly brushing up a gentleman's arm when I'm out or, (laughs) you know, rubbing my, you know, inner elbow on the soft edge of a wash basket. Like that's how I get my kicks. So if anyone even shows the slightest bit of, bit of interest in me, I get real, like, scared off, and then I get creepily obsessed, and then I'm just kind of over it because, like, oh, like, you're totally not anything that I'm interested in. So during my move last week, I come down to my car, which I had parked illegally, and my building's funny. Like, I'm rarely there, but the entire building knows that I live there. And, like, they all kind of watch to see what I do. So a lot of people know what car I drive, what my dog looks like, who my inner circle is in this area. Like, they know everything. So this gentleman, I suppose, I didn't remember, but apparently, like, I was on the elevator and I'd spoken to him briefly. And he was like, oh, nice shoes. And this is, again, like, I've recently had the shoe trauma of the Roma woman stealing my shoes in Sweden. So I was like, you know, back off, bruh. Like, I just (laughs) stopped talking about my shoes. So apparently we had that conversation in the elevator. When you live in a building with lots of other people, there's always, like, weird elevator etiquette. I usually pretend I don't speak English, but, it you know, the jig is up when they know me. (laughs) They know who I am. (laughs) So, um, yeah, there's that. So I was mid-move last week, and I come down to put a load of, you know, whatever ridiculous item it may have been in my car just to kind of move it to storage or move it to the new house or do whatever. And there was a note under my windshield wiper. Now, it creeped me out, first of all, because, like, I, like, who does that, first of all? And I thought it was a parking ticket, or I thought, you know, it was somebody saying, like, please move your car because you're illegally parked. Like, always, Johnny, we know it's you. <laughs> like, something like that. So I opened it up, and it was, like, on really nice like card stock and it had been stapled. So I was like, huh, this is a lot chicer than what the police usually do. So <clears throat> I open it. There's a note recounting my elevator ride, talking about my shoes and this gentleman thinking that he and I shared a connection of some sort. And what did it say? It basically said, um, I'll, I'll read you a, a snippet of it. Cause I think I still have it saved here on my phone. Um, it was very polite but real creepy because he, okay, here it is. It says, hi, neighbor. We ran into each other a few days ago on the elevator. We discussed your shoes, what it was like living in the penthouse and how you're moving to a newly purchased home. I didn't have enough time in the elevator to ask, but I was wondering if we could go out sometime. I mean, who does have time in the elevator when you meet someone to ask if you want to go on a date? <laughs> like the only connection I felt to him was don't steal my shoes. You seem interesting, and I think I would enjoy getting to know you. Please let me know if you're interested. 
Feel free to call or text whenever you have free time. Good luck with your move. Now, it then says, Did you PS, call or after text? His, after his name and number, it says, P.S., I didn't stalk you or anything. We just happened to park near each other, which is a bold-faced lie because I was illegally parked, and nobody else would be that brazen aside from me. <laughs> like, I will just pull up on a, on, a, on a sidewalk if I need to. Like, that was a lie. So I did not call or text, but thanks to the Internet, you can pretty much find out anything you need to know about anyone. So I searched the phone number, and then I found a name through, like, a car purchase history, and then I looked him up on Facebook. And I had, I recalled meeting him, but the way to like really ensure that you and I have a love connection is not to stalk me because it was on like cardstock and it was typed. So he had to see where I parked, scurry up to his home in the brief time that I was illegally parked, type up this note, staple it, spray it with cologne, and then put it underneath my windshield wiper. <laughs> Like, that's creepers. Like, certainly not calling you. I'm going to put you on blast on my podcast with my dear friend, Tara Lipinski, <laughs> and we're going to discuss it. Like, what would you have done? Um, I, I don't know. I mean, back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> you would have called? No, no, no. I just feel like sometimes I was the, Johnny, I was the worst because my girlfriends had to literally speak for me. I would feel bad <laughs> in every situation. So if someone came up and was like, hi, like... What's your name? Like, can we swap numbers? I'd be like, sure, here it is. I live on, you know. <laughs> like, I'd give you Please my, like, family me. history. Like, and in my head, I was like, oh, my God, what am I doing? But every time that would happen. So my friends would have to, like, jump in and be like, Tara, you have to say you have a boyfriend. And then, like, one time I tried that, and I didn't have a boyfriend, so I was lying. And I was like, Girl game. I have a boyfriend. And it was just, like, so awkward. And then you just stare at them. So... Yeah, I was terrible at that. I probably would have been like, sure, jump in my car. Let's go get coffee. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, I'll have a brief fall in love with anyone from, like, it doesn't matter who you are, where you come from, what you do. Like, I once had a full-on 10-minute love affair with a non-English-speaking parking attendant, and I loved it. <laughs> but that was when I was in my 20s. I'm now, you know, lower 30s, and I just can't play like that anymore. There's a lot of danger in the world. And when someone stalks you, despite my need for, for male attention— I cannot condone being stalked into, like, leaving cardstock printed, like, probably from a typewriter even. It was beautiful. It was a beautiful note. <laughs> poor it's just, guy. It's a poor guy. Like, I hope he's listening because it's just not the way that you approach, a, a, you know. Maybe we start Dowager a Countess. thing with anyone, like, our listeners. Maybe they write to me, not to you. And it's like, then I can choose a possible date for you. Are you pimping me right now? It may be. Live on the podcast? <laughs> yes. How um, great would that be? I mean, I would like a picture. I would like a, you know, an essay pretty much on why you think you should go on a date with Johnny. And then what if I was the one that like matchmaked for you? It, you're you're talking about pimping, not no, matchmaking. No, you don't know. I mean, there you could just, be an awesome listener. An yeah, it's an ad. It's happening. Let's do it, Johnny. I don't. How do yeah. we do it? Where do they write? Uh, I want it well, to me, not to you, because I'm going to be in charge. <laughs> we'll just have them like, okay, guys. If you really think that you have a chance with me, and let me tell you, I'm not as outrageous as I am on television. No, um, in real life, I'm pretty low key, and and like I wear a baseball cap, and that's how yes. I, roll. I mean, he is absolutely out of his mind. <laughs> <laughs> but only in the best I'm way. Joy. Yes. I'm a joy. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, you can DM Tara on Instagram <laughs> if you think that you uh, 
you want to date me, or you can contact either of our teams, which are really easy to find on the internet. Um, <laughs> yeah. This that's would how be I brush people off that I don't want to talk to anymore. I'm like, here, this is my manager's email. You can write her. <laughs> Sorry, Lena. <laughs> I like this idea. What happens if this is the way your future well, husband know, is out there? You know, I'm really particular, honey. Like, I know. I don't know. Like, first of all, I don't need another version of myself. Like, I like the opposite. No, we need the opposite, yes. Like, I go full Chinese fighting fish. Like, like my gills go straight up, and I just, I would, you know, completely demolish another one of me trying to date me. (laughs) Um, Let's let's take one last topic. Okay. Um, I've been having strange dreams, and I want to hear about your most recent strange dream, and I'll tell you about mine, and then we'll close it out. Okay. Um, I had a strange dream that I was, you know, drinking with my mom and then all of a sudden, like later on that night and it was hours, so I wasn't definitely not drunk or anything. um, I got pulled over for driving and not for drinking, but just for driving. And the person that pulled me over was Sharon Stone. (laughs) And then she apparently was a friend of mine. And I went to her house, which looked like a hobbit house. (laughs) And she showed me her greenhouse, which was overflowing with beautiful green ivy. Oh, Um, that was my most recent weird dream. I, I don't even remember my last dream. You know me. I've been recently getting, like, nightmares where I wake up <laughs> screaming. Just screaming. But so, now you're having sleeping issues because of Dubby. Dubby, yeah, because, like, Dubby always slept in bed with me. When Todd and I met and he realized Dublin sleeps in bed with me, he'd be like, maybe the dog should sleep, you know, on the floor. And I was like, oh, no. Like, so well, offended. Like living in sin Dublin, a household before marriage. <laughs> Dublin sleeps in the bed. And he always used to sleep on Todd's side, you know, and Todd at six foot one with Debbie at the bottom of his feet probably wasn't that comfortable. But I was totally fine with it. Now, Dublin has taken to sleeping on my side. And what's been happening is my legs like somehow get underneath him and I flip and turn turn a lot. And every time I flip, my leg gets like caught. I'm like, oh my God, I broke my leg came off. (laughs) I broke every space. (laughs) Yeah, like what happened? And I can't get him to move. And I'm like, Dublin, get off. And he just like is dead weight. His arms, his long legs go straight up in the air. And he's like dead. And then I'm like screaming. Todd like bolts up. (laughs) It's like 2 a.m. And this happens every hour. So I, yeah, sleeping has been tough this last week. You know, why not just go back to the 50s and have two single beds next to each other so you guys can talk to each other before you fall asleep and sleep separately? <laughs> you know what? Maybe we should add a twin bed for Dublin next Debbie to— bed. Yes. Yes. What's Debbie yes, doing? Queen, yes. <laughs> All right. Now now that we have you know completely used up our, our podcast time for this week— we want to thank all 923 billion of you that listen to our <laughs> podcast. We're so enjoying talking to you all and letting you in on a little bit of our lives, you know, off camera. And we have the best time doing it. And as always, you can follow us on our social media at Tara and Johnny, at Tara Lipinski, at Johnny G. Weir. And we look forward to talking to you every single week. Don't we, honey? We sure do. I miss and you, Johnny. You. I miss you and I love you very much. And uh, we'll be back with everybody in a week. Bye. Bye. This program is brought to you in living color on NBC. The opening and some non-presentation portions were pre-recorded.